Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Shut up! Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? Remember The Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went, come over here for a minute, and turned them into plastic. You, you want to see something really scary? All right, let's get this underway. Welcome, everybody, to Zoning Out. I'm Christopher Feinstein. John Sachs. Frank Benacci. Amy, good gorilla. Jeff here. We are gathered here today to discuss season one, episode 13. The four of us are dying with an air date of January 1st, 1960. A man who can change his face to look like other people uses his ability to improve his life, regardless of his effect on others. What did we think? This is a bizarre Episode. episode was ridiculous <laughs> first of all what the fuck was going on with the set design where was what was this neon city block city thing going yeah, I don't on know. did I anyone else that. freeze every time it got to the hotel, hotel sign? Sign? Yes. yes i thought yes. i was glitching i said what the fuck's happening yeah oh so that yeah. was everybody yeah yes that was just something that was a choice made in the episode yeah it's Must like it, it was like they it would become a still like it would like transition yeah. from like, but every film time to it, it yeah. went to Hotel Real, it was like a picture. I, I said, What the fuck? Twice? A, I said, No way. It's like in the coincidence that it's happening again. Yep. It has to be a choice. Yeah. That block was very busy. But yeah, it seems like, there. and there was a lot of things happening. That guy never leaves that one block. And there's just everything going on there. Uh, this yeah, was uh, a bizarre episode. Uh, yeah. He uses those incredible powers just to, just, just to kind of be a creep. Well, he's got that dog in him. He could change it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's trying to get busy. Yeah, I mean, that's all, but that's what in he's round using. One. Like, you could do anything. You could that. change your face to do anything. And what do you choose? It's like, I never had a dame like that before. <laughs> never had a tasty dish like that. <laughs> right, what the uh, fuck? I mean, he was so mean? pumped that he was oh, saying it to God. himself. Yeah, he was outside fucking jumping up and down. Slothing. That guy comes to get a lighted cigarette, and he's just like, well, you leave me alone? I'm creeping out here. <laughs> like... I'll work down this boner. Oh, Johnny, it's so great to see you. Here, let me light your cigarette. I'll take the light, but you got the wrong guy. I'm real sorry, buddy. I, I thought you were the guy i just seen in the bar. I'm real sorry. Why not a beautiful dame? Why not? I never had a dish like that. I've never been loved like that. Why shouldn't I? <laughs> and to tame this erection I have. Yeah, he walked out of that bar like like with a hunchback, like he was fucking shoving in the fucking bar over this. Jesus he had his Christ. hips high up in the air, his back and his, his arms. Oh. He was on tiptoes. He was showing a lot of ankle. He walked out of there like the N209. 
Oh, I'm gonna get some grieving. I'm gonna get some grieving box. Easy <laughs> shit. Yeah, fuck I said Jesus Christ. But he, oh. he impersonates a dead person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't think that could backfire? <laughs> she's yeah. she's she it just she's fine with it. Not even like Oh a you're shock. not dead. And it wasn't oh. like Oh you're not dead. <laughs> Kiss my neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Johnny. I don't care if you are a ghost. Nah. It was another guy. My car, my suit. Maybe we even had the same dentist. Why didn't you tell people that? Uh, I wanted to get away from the world. From that. I decided to trade in the old name, turn it in for something new, something different. You're always a funny guy, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not dead. Oh, fa fantastic. Oh, so it turns out something different. You're not dead. <laughs> it it wasn't like he was like gazing at her from afar. He just was like picking some newspaper clips. And, I bet this dead motherfucker's got a hot broad on his arm. Right. All those musicians do. And the, the excuse that he gave was ridiculous. He's like, ah, it was just my car and my suit. Oh, guys! Just had some teeth had the his... same dentist. Yeah, yeah, a weird line. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> just an incredibly amazing set of coincidences happened. We could start over elsewhere. Yeah. I don't want to be a famous musician anymore. Yeah, this is ridiculous. And then he goes, and again, wouldn't it be easier ways to get money? Like, why don't you just impersonate like a fucking Brinks truck guy and just take a wad of cash and said it's like, no, I'm just gonna walk into this gangster's house. Yeah, yeah. Who I know you killed know, a man. Knew a lot about this whole situation somehow. Hey, you shot me three times, but so give me my cut. Like that's a weird thing to do. Why did you just yeah. go in there and just hit him with a rock? I mean, you know the right. guy had money. Change your face to his fucking butler and stone him to death while he's yeah. sitting on his couch. I held up my end of the bargain, and instead of the payoff, all I got was the river. And that river was cold, Mr. Pennell. Far too cold for this time of the year. Lousy swimming, Mr. Pennell. Especially when you're almost out of blood. Verge, Verge. I brought back a satchel for you, Mr. Pennell. There was a lot of money in it. It was a real risky job. Now I figure my cut is more than a cold swim. Yeah, very strange. And then he gets chased by hoods, and he turns into a boxer, goes into an alley where there's a picture of an old boxer. I've got to make it. Change my face. Got to look different. Think of a face. Think of a face. Where he, he forgets that he can change his face while he's being chased by these men. Weird. Right. And, and he gets also, to the dead end, and it's like, oh, right. Also, didn't seem to think that that might be a possibility that the gangs, the dangerous murderous gangster might have people that work for him who won't be happy about taking money out of his desk. Like, yeah, you didn't think the, that. It's like, yeah, that's, I didn't think of that. D didn't bring a weapon. Yeah. Didn't do anything. No. Just like, hey, remember how you shot me? I'm not dead. <laughs> that's Don't not kill a really me well again. Plan. I Don't need shoot money. me again right now, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't shoot me again. Don't throw me down, Claude. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. And try to drown me. I got a weeping hussy back at the bar I gotta take care of. 
I need some Say, scratch. I gotta take this. Scratch. I gotta take this remorseful woman out. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs. He goes and puts this rando face on, but it turns out it's the son of a newspaper Very angry man. Newspaper man. <laughs> Holy shit! Was he angry? I'm your son. You were. You were before you ran out. You were before you broke your mother's heart. Before you did dirt to a sweet, decent little girl who would have cut off an arm for you. But now you ain't my son. Now you ain't nothing to me. You're nothing. I hate your guts. You did this to your mother, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't recognize me, do you, you piece of shit? <laughs> uh, it's like you walked out on your mother, you got a girl in trouble, which means he knocked her up and yeah. uh, left him holding the bag. He goes threw back his father to on the floor. Throw his, his dear old dad on the floor. He's about to get arrested because he, he keeps picking the worst faces, this guy. So how about you just yeah. pick just like dude on the subway I saw one time? <laughs> That's like never been like you seem to be good at picking like grieving widows up. Why don't you pick a face that won't get you shot at? Right. He's like <laughs> grabbing newspaper clippings. Of fucking this... people who are like, oh, front page news this guy made. Well, that's the face for me. I'll fly under the radar with this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to Neon Crime Alley. I'll clean up in there. <laughs> what a shithole that place was. Uh, yeah, so he goes there, and then he goes home, and some he's got the face of somebody who's wanted by the police, and he gives that guy the slip by changing faces again, back into the boxer. And the newspaper man runs up to him and says, You son of a bitch! And just shoots him dead. You got the wrong guy. I swear to you, you got the wrong guy. I got the right guy. He's dead. The end. So the moral of the story is don't do that. Don't, don't change your faces. Be don't yourself. Do that. Be yourself is the moral. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to even say about this episode. It was just weird, and I kind of loved it for it because it was just so strange and nothing made sense. Yeah, it, was it was so bizarre. It was so unwieldy, everything he did. <laughs> it's like needlessly unwieldy. It was a little escape clause-ish, if you recall that mm, yes. episode. With <laughs> poor Ethel gets oh, tossed off a roof. Boy, do I. I'll make you potato pancakes. Remember, you always used to love potato pancakes. Ethel, you are a potato pancake. You're as tasteless as a potato pancake. Now leave me alone. Ethel, get out no. of my way. No. Out of my way. Please. Out of my way. Out of my way. Out of my way. Out of my way. It's like, yeah, I'm, hmm, I could do whatever I want. Well, this is boring. I'm just going to keep trying to kill myself in more exotic ways. <laughs> like, what, what What? happened? After like a week, he's just like, well, this isn't fun. <laughs> so. But did you see who did the music? Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Goldsmith. Goldsmith. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, this, the director did a fucking ton of. Twilight Zone. He did 12 episodes. Well, He's done a couple already. Yeah. John Brown. Time Enough at Last. Judgment Night. Yeah, he had some fun. I mean, it starts out with the wacky Dutch angle immediately. Yeah. Uh, starring Ross Martin when he's in the, the jazz musician's face. That's Ross Martin, who was uh, Wicked Wild, Jim West, Desperado, the original Jim West from the show Wild Wild West. 
Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 he walks into the bar. He's like, swallow your pride. Don't you hit lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. <laughs> Nobody uh, knows what that is. <laughs> and nor should they. Uh, and uh, Maggie, the poor grieving woman, is played by Beverly Garland. She's in a bunch of Roger Corman movies. She's in that. She's in Not of This Earth. I think Attack of the Crab People. I can't remember. But she's like in a bunch of uh, Corman films from this period. No, what else she's in? What else is she in? Christmas Vacation 2. No, she's not. Mm hmm. Cousin Eddie's Island. Cousin Eddie's uh, Island? Yep. Is this movie available to see somewhere? I don't know, but she's in uh, it. It shouldn't be. She plays Aunt Jessica. <laughs> shouldn't be. Yeah, she worked for a long, long... She had an amazing career, Beverly Garland. I mean, like, she was working... She was on Seventh Heaven. And, like, you know, like, recurrings. Like, not just, like, walk-on roles. Like, she worked steadily from the 50, 40s all the way to the... All the way till her death in 2008. She was, uh, you know, really great. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go from there. You know what we should do as a Christmas special? Yes. Well, maybe draft class. Watch cousin vacation. Cousin no, we too. can't do that. We can't and do, do that it. Just a live stream. Why would we punish ourselves this way? And just live commentary. I've actually never seen it. I've, I've never seen, seen it either. I've seen, you know what I, the only, the most I've seen of it, I think red letter media did put it on best of the worst and they fucking hated it. And like what they showed was really reprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That feels like a painful watch. Yeah. It's, I mean, cousin Ed. Sacrifices should, have to be made, guys. It should yeah. be a slam dunk. I mean, it's Shouldn't Randy it Quaid <laughs> in his best role. But the original you, Audrey, right? With the original she got Audrey. In. Yeah. What a bizarre. We'll get Audrey back? Yeah. Yeah, like, what is she doing there? I have to know. What did she do between vacation and Cousin Eddie's Island? What was going on there? That is a wild adventure through Hollywood. Well, the second Audrey is in one of the. Listen. I'm not endorsing this. It's it's wrong. Okay. I don't feel good about this. But there's a movie called Welcome Home Jelly Bean that she's in. You can find it easily on YouTube. I don't know. I got to really. And this might get all cut. Because I got to tap dance around this one. I just wish the people at home could see Frank with the hands you know, up. Right, the hands this. are up. Yeah. It's like. So she plays a person with special needs. She's taken home from the group home to go live with her family. And it's about her younger brother, like, coming to accept her. But uh, the role, she, let's, let's not say it's a, a sensitive portrayal of somebody with special needs. Oh, oh. What's this movie called? She is Jelly Bean. Is that what I'm? Yes. Well, it's Geraldine, but she, uh, the little brother, called her Jelly Bean, just kind of like Rain Man and Raymond, sure. uh, type deal. Not. Uh, listen, don't you laugh? It's not funny. It's not. I'm just saying, if you want to watch something that you absolutely shouldn't laugh at, it might be this. I'm cutting this it's, whole thing. It's the, who is it? The second Who's Audrey. The... Oh, okay. okay. The first oh, shot. I know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Yeah, we can't talk about this. No, you can't. It's wrong. 
It's I'm not yeah. saying it's uh, you should not see this. This is what I'm saying. That's what I'm going to say. That, that that's what's going to make it into the episode. It's going to be there's a movie called Welcome to Don't <laughs> Welcome Home Jelly Bean. <laughs> you should not see this. And then moving on. It's an embarrassing performance. I, I really have to say like I really feel bad for her and I hope she fired her agent for booking this. It's kind of like did you, anybody happen to see What's her name? Uh, Chandelier Lady. Sia's movie? Music? No. Whoa. How did this get through? You have to see it. It's with Kate Hudson, uh, Maddie Ziegler, who's in all her music videos. Uh, and it's it's an embarrassment for the ages. Like, they, they it was released. Like, I, like, it had, like, a like contractual obligation theatrical run. They did not promote it. It just kind of came out. And quickly, like, went away. Uh, I once I saw the trailer, I said, "How am I not going to watch this movie?" And it's just as as wrongheaded and as embarrassing as you would think it would be. Yeah, I feel bad for Maddie Ziegler when I watch that movie. I'm like, oh, who's like who was saying who was like saying I shouldn't play this, but she's like, see, is like, oh, you should do it. You'll be a right legend, ripper legend, there, mate. It'll be played in the AMC theater. AMC theaters. We make movies better. Now a word from our sponsor. <clears throat> oh God, I'm not watching this game again. Yes, I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I'm telling you, it was a solid seven. Guys, guys. What? What is it? Why are you out of breath? Guys, guys. You know what the score to the Nick game is? <laughs> what a bozo. Guys, guys. We have got ourselves a sponsor. <laughs> God. That's right, folks. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Far West Press and Maverick indie filmmaker Kansas Bowling. We go way back with Miss Bowling, don't we, guys? Yes, sir. As the time of this recording, about one week. First up, for those who hate writing letters, there's pre-written letters for your convenience, pre-written by Kansas alongside her sister and frequent co-conspirator Parker Love Bowling. A series of increasingly specific and absurd letters that are meant to be cut out and sent to the people in your life. If you're like me, and I know I am, this book will tickle your funny bone and caress your aching knees. Next up is the companion book to Miss Bowling's upcoming film Cuddly Toys, the aptly named A Cuddly Toys Companion. All kidding aside, I was shown a screen of this film, and it is nothing short of a masterpiece. Oh, don't worry, folks. You're gonna hear a you're gonna hear a lot more about this film from me in the coming months. I was genuinely floored by it. This book follows the harrowing and often hilarious adventures Kansas and crew went on in making this soon-to-be classic. If you love film, filmmaking, and crazy behind-the-scenes stories, this book delivers all that in spades. And fret not, you needn't be familiar with Mrs. Bowling's Ovier. How do you say over? Am I saying over right? Over? Yeah. You don't need to be familiar with Miss Bowling's over <laughs> to enjoy this pair of books. You must simply be of unusually high intelligence and distractingly attractive, which is how I see our audience in my mind's eye. But now is your chance to prove it with action by heading on over to farwestpress.com and picking up pre-written <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers and picking up pre-written letters for your convenience and a cuddly toys companion. While you're out, check out kansas-bowling.com to see what goings-on she's up to lately. You'll be supporting our shows by supporting our new sponsors, Kansas Bowling and farwestpress.com. Thank you for listening, folks. I love you. I think I got it. Uh, so.
Yeah, don't see that either. Uh, we, we, I think we got two minutes of... <laughs> What's going to make it into this episode? <laughs> uh, I can give you a quote from George Clayton Johnson. That'll give ah, us about 45 seconds. We'll take it. All right. You want it? Here it is. George Clayton Johnson said, After the first half dozen stories had been written, part of the hustle was getting an agent. Through those years, I found several who would let me use their names, though few cared to sign a contract with me. One of these men, Jay Richards, at the time the head of television department of the famous artist agency, long since absorbed by IFA, and since embedded in ICM, which represents me now in television and movies, agreed to read something. I showed Jay all of us are dying. After reading it, he crossed out the title with a ballpoint pen and wrote in rubber face, exclamation point. Then he sent it to Rod Serling, who had a new series that season called Twilight Zone. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm tapped out. We got three minutes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these two episodes are weird in that they're both about two men with the sure who are. Are just two men who are just complete garbage. Oh, you're and alive. People. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, people with like, mutant abilities. Yeah, but except uh, instead of forming the Avengers, this guy's just trying to get his rocks off. Yeah. He's like Will Ferrell's character in uh, wet in wedding crashes. Yeah, he just go, crashes yeah, right. funerals. He's a wedding. Yeah. He's a funeral crasher. <laughs> Men are at a funeral. Yeah, I'll throw in a wedding every now and then, but funerals are insane. The chicks are so horny, it's not even fair. It's like fishing with dynamite. Horny. Yeah. Crazy horny. I'm just at a funeral. Grief is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. Look it up. I didn't know that. That's what I've learned. Ma, the meatloaf! Fuck! Yeah. Well, he just shows up as the deceased. Yeah. Eh? Didn't think you could get to bang me again, did you, doll face? <laughs> <laughs> this is my least favorite of the season so far. 16 millimeter had a glorious run. They had the belts strutting around but not today folks the four of really? us are dying is my new low yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. it's about nothing i don't know what this is yeah about. it's not about anything has and zero... he's such a shitty fucking douche i mean he's a terrible person like I there's got, no one on shot, the but... show right there's no yeah. one but right at least 16 millimeter had the agent who you you know you kind of liked the people around her were, yeah. like there, no one in this episode i cared about i didn't give a shit about the girl i didn't give a shit about the, the dad i didn't care <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you're not, you're not dead and acting strangely. You want to run away? Best not question it. Kiss that neck. Yeah, right. And then the, yeah. they had the best drunk ever in that bar that tried to give her the put the moves on her prior to the the corpse showing up. Yeah. He's like, hey, baby, you want to have a nice singing songs with me? This is uh, th three straight episodes of dames get hitting on at bars. Serling, yeah. I think Serling was really getting after it during this time period. Yeah. He's like, let's just bring in the ladies. We'll have them sit at the bar. Someone will rub their back and, you know, it'll be a nice time. Like, how many women do you ever see that look like the three women just sitting alone in bars like that? They mostly yeah. look like me. Yeah, woman. <laughs> oh, what I dream of is a woman with cleaning product on her <laughs> in a bar drinking alone. This is a good title. The four of us are dying. That's what we are trying yeah. to talk about. <laughs> right. I, I just think it's because it's, there's nothing to talk about in terms of content. It's a guy changes faces until he gets shot. <laughs> and such a wild concept too. Yeah, a lot yeah, of coincidences too. 
just bizarre coincidences. A lot of coincidences. And things yeah. that could have been easily avoided. Like I said, it's just like, I'm going to go to a dangerous gangster's portion and demand the money that I he took from my dead the dead person I'm impersonating. It's like, well, isn't there easier ways to... Can't you just walk yeah, it, into the bank as somebody it, who's recently uh, dead? There's a lot of different things you could do before you have to do that move. It's a miracle yeah. that he survived as long as he did. With if this was his mentality going through this, uh, using yeah. this, navigating these abilities. Yeah. Right. It's just like he has he this got, amazing he, ability that he only uses to get him into really deep trouble. Yeah. Really, just <laughs> shit situations. I'm just gonna pick a face of a person who robbed somebody who's wanted, <laughs> a cr like you know, wanted by police in multiple states. I'll just pick that guy. I'll pick. And I'll pick. Crazy. I'll pick the man with a dangerous father, the most dangerous father who ever lived. You disgrace me. <laughs> right. I'm gonna choose people who are are attached to the most mentally unhinged people that you could think of. A woman who, without a bat of an eye. Would just be like, oh, this man's back from the dead. Let me jump into his arms. Yeah. A father who, with, with without blinking, would just shoot his child in cold blood in the street for running away. Not even question that he hasn't seen. You broke your mother's heart. You know what this reminded me of? Uh, my favorite thing in Face Off is that the brother knows it's not his brother. This is amazing. Cage shows up in the prison, and the brother, you could tell he thinks something's off. The intuition for your brother to be in front of you and, and you to think, this isn't really my brother. Something's going on here. That's what this is. Yeah. That's interesting. That level, that level of, that's why it's my, it's my new 16 millimeter. <laughs> I mean, right. When you have to compare it to Face Off and say <laughs> Face Off did it better, that's a problem. <laughs> face off was much more nuanced and subtle in its depiction of that idea that's a problem I'm gonna take his face off. off off i'd like to take his his face off and nick cassavetti says the best line in that movie he's like what's the matter with you cassie you look like you just fucked your mother <laughs> <laughs> oh Yep, that was uh, the four of us are, are <laughs> treading water, uh, <laughs> trying to. <laughs> the four of us are vamping hard to just get this. We're, so what yeah, are we at now? Six minutes. Yeah, six, six minutes. minutes. About six minutes. Yeah, I took a detour. <laughs> you know, what, what the problem was? I took a detour before <laughs> that would literally just ruin all of our lives if aired. So we're trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how struggles like hey uh what's the lowest we can do can we if this episode's eight minutes long does that work is we can that do anything it doesn't matter whatever we want to put out you know this is the first episode that rod serling doesn't say in the twilight zone during his closing narration probably for yeah, fucking he, good reason he, he wanted to divorce he it. didn't want wanted to distance himself as far yes. as he could from this episode see this in many other stories on the outer <laughs> limits he's just trying to trash the competition <laughs> <laughs> i almost kind of i liked it more than last week's though and i'll tell you why because it's such a bizarre train wreck <laughs> that yeah. that it's, it's, it's escape clause it's interesting yeah in how weird and backwards and bizarre it is. Like, even the art direction is just fucking bonk. I don't understand what 
is this like an impressionistic view of like a city? Because it, nothing, it didn't make sense, like what I was looking at. Like I didn't know, that's the problem. Like when the episode starts, I'm like, I'm confused as to what I'm looking at. And it's like a street, but is it like representative of like multiple streets or is this just one busy building? Well, apparently all those neon signs were MGM props that were just yeah, like looks... in, in a hangar and they just kind of just like swept through it mm. and to take pictures of them. Like they yeah, because like... they're, they're in a stage because like you yeah, see right. like the background kind of like, like uh, yeah, eh, let's put yeah. a bunch of shit up and nah, I don't know. Yeah. And that's another location. But it's like, well, you can't just show all these things stacked on top of each other. It's like there's no it's it starts off visually incoherent and nose dies from there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed it for I was like laughing because I was like, what the fuck is going on here? dude? This is hysterical. Then he forgets that he has a superpower. That's my favorite. He's being chased by the hoods. He's like he actually has to remind himself that he can change faces. Right. Like, is this look new? At a, look at a poster on the wall to remember. No, but, oh, wait. But, right. But, I can be that guy. Right. He no. He actually says. He he actually says that loud. I have to change my face. Like like he's he just remembered that he could do that. Stupid. Oh right. You know. You why don't you just keep like a safety face on deck? Like you know, yeah. just like keep it in like a wallet, just so you know you have. You know, since you you seem to play like like to live dangerously. Yeah. Keep it in your wallet or memory. You know. Somewhere. And then he gets constipated at the end. That's what happens. He couldn't change his face. So the dad pops him. Yeah. Dude, change it to the dad and really fucked them all up. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. insane. That, that would have been, been awesome. Fucking... Yeah. That could have been, that's like not even a hindsight thing. Like in the moment, they, they could have been like, what if he makes himself the dad? That kills the dad and then he's selling the newspapers now. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Newspaper. Yeah. Something. See? Come on. Give that me something. That could have been fun. Play games with me. Yeah. Yeah, very not up to the show's quality writing like standard at all. No. That's been set. Like even eight millimeter had the germ of a good idea in it. I it's just sixteen didn't, like, millimeter, but I'm glad you said so, eight millimeter. Whatever, because that is. at some point we're gonna have to talk about eight millimeter, and I don't know what draft that is. It's like depraved <laughs> draft, but it'll come up. <laughs> yeah, it's like my it's like it's my first pick would be hardcore. My second pick is eight millimeter. Whatever draft that yes. is, so just. <laughs> CD porn adjacent movies. Yeah. Turn it That's off. when Red Wave, Red Wave Media buys us up. We're doing that. That was the four of us are dying. Oh, we didn't give a number to it yet. Uh, score. Uh, so I I will one. give it one. Wow. One. Yeah. Holy shit. I'll give it a five. And it's because I did enjoy myself perversely, but I enjoyed myself. Like it was like perverse yeah. enjoyment, but it's not good. It's it just isn't like a waste yeah, of a good cast is, too. Because Ross Martin I like and Beverly Garland I'm a fan of. So it's just like you, you I think if you them. went through the other episodes, you the five would slowly disintegrate. Mm. Yeah, because you'd be like, oh, one for the angels. That's a good one. Oh, you know, it would. But yeah, I mean, like take the bizarreness of Perchance to Dream, which balanced bizarre shit, but with a good with good storytelling and interesting ideas. Like this was a new style too. Yeah, style. another episode wild. That based off of a short story. Like in the yeah. short story, his uh, shape shifting is involuntary and causes mm. him to appear mm. as whoever a person he wants to see most. So he doesn't have to. He just kind of like thinks about it, and, and like it'll just like if a person pops in his head, he changes into them. And the ending's a lot yeah. different too. He gets shot, shot by a random old man. <laughs> well, he gets shot by a gas station attendant who mm. sees him as a man who this gas station attendant has wanted to kill for the last 10 years for some reason. <laughs> oh, so it's even less like... Yeah. 
the it's just a random weight. person. They, they, they managed to have less weight behind it in the original yeah. story. I know you. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that you could, you have that ability and you just randomly choose the face of it's like you random son of a bitch. He hates these cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. What are the implications of changing your face? It's just about a guy trying to get some tail and some cash and, and scram out of town. It's just like there's nothing <laughs> to it. Yeah. It's kind of. Uh, it's just like and the, the moral is hey that's not good. <laughs> well, it's like, well, I guess I won't do that yeah. then. I'll think twice about doing that. All right, why don't you be yeah, a nice right. guy instead? Yeah. If you could change faces, change it into a way that helps him. Like, you know, hug the dad if you come back as the son. Give the money to the dad or something. Maybe that's the interesting route to go. This money he just stole, he realized he changed his face into somebody who hurt this person, and he has a change of heart and gives the money to that part, the, the old yeah. man. Something. Maybe start. Right, do you think it? That he's done uh, all do you think it would have been better if uh, he ran into William Hurt at the end? What do you think William Hurt would have said when he saw him? What are you referencing? I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You did a William Hurt impersonation. Oh, on, I don't even know oh, what episode okay. it was. Oh, yeah. But it was so random. Yeah. I've never heard a William Hurt impersonation hey, before. Uh, you got a face of somebody uh, I don't like. <laughs> yeah. What am I referencing? <laughs> I was just like, I'm trying to think. Is he talking about a history of violence? Which is the only William Hurt performance that I do like. Jesus, Joey. Yeah. That's a good movie. I'll never forgive him for Lost in Space 1999 remake. That really bugged me. I went to the movies to see that. Yeah, I was excited, dude. It's like, okay, there's Lost in Space, but with Heather Graham and Gary Oldman. as Joey. Dude, th Gary Oldman. As 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 Doctor Smith, how fucking amazing is that on paper? Yeah. And they botched it. There's a pilot that uh, never aired that I think you could find on YouTube, and it's starring I forget who the I don't know what she she was also in a pilot of Wonder Woman that never got picked up. Uh, and she's on uh, Agents of Shield. I can't forget the actress's name. But it was directed, there was a pilot for Lost in Space directed by John Woo. And it's very John Woo-ish. Like this Coming back to Face Off. Yeah, we're back at Face Off. So anyway, watch Face Off again. Maybe it's better than you remember. I don't know. This wasn't that good. <laughs> good night, folks. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Watch Face Off. Watch Face Off. <laughs> Maybe it's better than you that, ever. I that's don't know. the whole episode. Four <laughs> seconds. I don't know. Watch face off. I'd like to take his his face off. And now, Mr. Serling. Next week, we'll give you a lesson in astronomy. But the kind of lesson not taught in schools. Fritz Weaver, Edward Andrews, and Joe Moross appear in Third from the Sun. This is a story that takes place on the eve of doomsday. We hope you'll join us on the Twilight Zone. Thank you, and good night. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. 
Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 